You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, Louise Zito. Thank you again for uh, for joining our Divorce Literacy Podcast Series. I appreciate you showing up. Good morning, Mark. Good Thank morning. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I want to take a couple minutes to, to go over some of the highlights um, of the bio that you sent me because I think it's really important that our listeners understand um, some of your accomplishments throughout the way. Um, you've mediated family and related matters for over 35 years. Um, and you've also done a lot of collaborative work, which is which is awesome. Um, you train divorce professionals in advanced family mediation and collaborative practice topics. You're a senior fellow to the Quinnipiac School of Law Center uh, on dispute resolution. You are an APFM certified advanced practitioner, a current board member, and past president of the Connecticut Council on Non-Adversarial Divorce. You co-founded Divorce Solutions of Connecticut and the Connecticut Family Mediation Training Groups. You are a member of the Connecticut Council, uh, excuse me, the Connecticut Summit of Collaborative Professionals, Connecticut Collaborative Connections, Academy of Professional Family Mediators, the International Association of Collaborative Professionals. You are on the steering committee for the Task Force on Reimagining Family Dispute Resolution, a joint project with CCND and the Center on Dispute Resolution. You are a principal in the Center for Family Mediation and Collaborative Divorce and partner in the Calma Collective, which offers advanced training for family professionals. And you are currently of counsel to the Dolan Family uh, Divorce Lawyers. So uh, quite a list of accomplishments over your 35 years and uh, something I felt like I really needed to highlight to our to those watching because uh, you are certainly a stalwart in the community. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, how how has your transition to Dolan uh, been over the last couple of years? I know that's relatively new for you. Yeah, um, well, it's been, it's great. I mean, I really love it. It was the perfect fit for me at the time, still is. Um, so it enabled me to um, start easing my way into retirement. Yep. Yeah, so uh, quite different from having the responsibilities of a full partnership. Um, Though I loved my old law firm and it was on a personal level, it was hard to leave. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but but you're um, but you're still very very involved in the in the non-adversarial divorce community. I am and doing yes. quite a bit, even in your even your latter years of your career. Yeah, well, um, you know, I had I think this happened probably to most of us that got involved in non-adversarial processes like mediation and collaboration um, is that uh, I had a horrible litigation case uh, over child custody that was in the courts for 12 years. And if we weren't in court every year, we were in court every other year. And, you know, all at the end of it, it broke my heart because. Yeah. This, the child was so severely impacted from the years of fighting between the parents. You know. Well, well that'll certainly sway just about anybody, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I was telling my my good friend Barbara Stark, who's 
a legend in the mediation community about this case. And she said, come on over, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> time. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. How long ago was that? Oh, gosh. I, well, probably about 30 years. No, okay. 20, that probably, I'm sorry. Um, no, that was probably more like 20, 25 years. Okay. Yeah. So early on, early on in your career. Yeah, it's like hard to remember yeah. uh, all the landmarks. but And there wasn't, I'm sure there wasn't many attorneys doing mediation or collaborative wasn't even a thing back then, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah. No, yeah. There, there weren't many uh, doing family mediation. I was actually doing family mediation with a mental health professional um, for gay couples before all of the laws changed and they had no rights under the law. Uh, and I didn't even realize that's what I was doing, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like 10 years later, I got trained. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I've been doing that forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was doing? I <laughs> well, I'm sure you've learned quite a bit over the years. Um, if you could change anything about the, the divorce process and give any advice um, to someone that's just starting down the path, is there anything specific that you kind of would do? Someone starting down the path career-wise or getting a divorce? I'm just... Um, getting getting a divorce getting specifically. Divorce, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I would... Uh, I think far too often... Uh, people come to us and one person has already left the relationship uh, and the other person feels blindsided and, you know, they're, so they're very far apart emotionally. Um, and I think what happens is there are signs throughout the marriage and we have a tendency to ignore them and think, oh, well, I can, I don't have time to address that right now. I have a two-year-old or I don't have time to address that right now. My mother's in the hospital, you know, and they kind of build and uh, your normal becomes a new normal. Um, and so you're missing the signs. So I would say, don't ignore those signs. Um, look at them and take, take some steps. You know, there's a thing called marital mediation where you mediate to save the marriage rather than to get a divorce. Um, there's couples therapy, there's discernment therapy, all of these, um, all of these are available to people who find that they're in trouble. And maybe if they take a deep breath, kind of take an honest look at where they are in life and and uh, look at some of the other resources available to them, maybe the marriage could be saved. So before getting into the divorce process, you know, right. take, take a check, take the temperature of the relationship and see if there's a possibility of saving it. Right. Well, that's right. great advice. Yeah. I mean... We all like to see marriages saved. I, I have yeah. one successful mediation that started off as a divorce mediation and switched to a marital mediation. And that was wonderful. wonderful. That must have been rewarding. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Um, if, if a couple has, you know, taken your advice and, and they've checked and they decide that they're going to go down the road of divorce, any any kind of what to look for um, ideas? Um, something that they could kind of keep an eye out for? Yeah, I um, I think that uh, no matter what process they choose, and I'll talk about that in a minute, I think it's really important to be patient. 
Um, you know, as I said before, usually one person's ahead of the other person emotionally. But there's also, even when both are on board, um, there's a tendency to want to rush things because you're in such pain, you just want it to be over. Yeah. And you're not making good decisions. And then the, the divorce doesn't become final because if you're making fast decisions that you haven't had time to reflect upon, you're going to be back in court. And that's why choosing the right process is so important. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I, I litigated for years and I certainly think that there's a place for litigation in my heart. I like to see people, if they can, mediate or do collaborative divorce because I think those processes allow time, allow time, allow for time and allow you to make decisions that align more with what's really important to you and well to both of you and we don't normally see that in litigation do you mind taking a minute to just discuss the the three topics or the three areas of divorce sure that sure. you're talking about yeah so um in mediation um you you meet with a neutral mediator in connecticut it could be a financial professional it could be a mental health professional it could be an attorney um, but that person's neutral and they're there to help facilitate the conversations that have to happen in order for you to make decisions, eventually make decisions on all of the things that are that have to be decided within your divorce. Um, both mediation and collaboration are what we call interest based. So at the very beginning of the process, we find out what's most important to everybody in the room. Not the mediator, but the couple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, um, and and it can also be called mediation. Uh, you know, if there's tricky financial issues, uh, and I'm mediating mediating as an attorney, I might want to have a financial person by my side, or a mental health person if there's been a lot of trauma to the family and there's children. Uh, it's usually helpful. And collaborative. In a collaborative divorce, um, each party is represented by an attorney, but it's a different kind of advocacy. So it's it's an advocacy to be fair and reasonable and help people get their interests met, as opposed to what's the most that I cannot absolutely get and kind of ignoring the rest of the family. Yep, and That's a team approach. So a full team would have uh, a mental health a professional who's neutral and a financial professional who's neutral. Uh, and the attorneys are not neutral, obviously. They each um, represent their own client. And that uh, process is helpful for people that have a difficulty or are having difficulty speaking up for themselves or articulating what's going on. And they feel the comfort of having an advocate in the room. Yep. Um, and then litigation, which is the traditional model, which is still the foundation of our family court system. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and and people within the court system, many people feel the same way, but it's the system we're kind of stuck with right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's adversarial. Now, depending on the attorneys involved, it may be less adversarial. But it's still an adversarial process and it doesn't really 
pay attention to the individual interests of the parties, but typically goes by judicial norms. And those also vary throughout the state, depending on jurisdiction you're in. Okay, well, thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. Did you I, want to I, add something else? I don't want to diss litigation because there are people for whom mediation and collaborative divorce just won't work. So I, I think we still need that um, alternative. But the but the benefits of mediation and collaboration, you're, you're bringing that team concept around the divorcing couple to help them through the process and all aspects of the process. That, that's right. And, yeah. you know, if you litigate, you have a million people involved in your divorce anyway. Yeah. They're not there to serve you because you didn't choose them. Right. You know, they're court appointed. So. Um, May not be in the best interest of the family. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I'm, sur I'm sure you have many, many memorable cases uh, that you've worked on over the years. Um, any one that you would like to share that that was most impactful uh, for you? Well, I thought I thought a lot about this, uh, <laughs> and I, I can't give too many details, but um, sure. I actually had three cases that come to mind, <laughs> and uh, they all had a similar foundation. Well, two of the three had a similar foundation in that the parenting styles couldn't be further apart in a million years. And there were disagreements coming into the divorce on how the children should be educated, how they should be disciplined, what religion they should follow, and, and how medical issues should be addressed. And in two of those cases, what I, I saw um, were people really uh, taking the time to put the children first and really listening to each other. And amazingly, in both cases, there was a resolution um, and, and people were, were able to move forward with their lives and their children were protected. That's great. And, yeah, and then the other case, in those two cases, one was collaborative, one was a co-mediation with a mental health professional. And then in another case, I had, um, a co-mediation with a financial uh, professional. And that case was uh, rather unique. There had been a, a traumatic event in the family and um, the family was really reeling from the repercussions of that event, which included one of the parents losing their job. And coming into that mediation, one parent was going to have to be dependent on the other one financially totally for many years to come. And that's a really difficult story. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard thing to process. And they got through it. And again, they just worked so hard and they respected um, the love that they still had for each other and the positive things about the marriage and, and just worked really hard to get it resolved. So those cases, you know, those cases make it all worthwhile. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure you have yeah. to wonder those first two cases that you were talking about, how they disagreed on so many key factors of the family and the decisions. You have to yeah. wonder how they even got married in the first place. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but it, but it's remarkable yeah. that they kind of brought yeah. what's that opposites attract. I yeah. Think, think to that. Yeah. And I think they, 
probably uh, needed that difference, um, but it just became too extreme when children came along and sure. those decisions. Yeah. But great that they were able to work it out together and, and come to agreements on everything. Absolutely. Excellent Absolutely. stories. Yeah. Yep. And then there's the challenging stories that you told me prior to us uh, hitting the record button, how, you know, you made the decision to go from litigation to mediation when you had a really difficult case. I think that's really impactful as well. You know, Um, those sometimes those really difficult cases are um, monumental in, in our careers, for sure. They are because you start thinking, what is my role here, really? Yeah. And do I want to take part in a process that harms a child? Yep. And um, yeah, it's uh, their door opening experiences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I I know that you're in the twilight of your your career, uh, but you're still doing some uh, consultations and, and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to, to talk with you, um, where's the best place for them to reach you? Uh, probably through uh, my email at uh, Dolan Family Lawyers, and uh, it's lzito at uh, dolanfamilylaw.com. Okay, and we'll post that inf- <laughs> We'll post that information uh, along with the video as well. So yeah, but that but that's your preference. Yeah, that'd be the best way to reach me. And, you know, I'm happy to to talk with someone at no charge for like 15 to 30 minutes to see if I can help them or someone else in the firm can help them. Wonderful. Uh, any final thoughts you'd like to leave with us today? Uh, yeah, I think um, probably for people getting divorced or contemplating divorce, uh, just choose the process that works for you and make sure you're working with someone who's trained and someone you feel comfortable with, you know, make sure the person you, you seek out is really listening to you and not kind of trying to fit you into a cookie cutter framework or structure. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you again, Louise. It was a real pleasure having you. Thank you, Mark. It was was great seeing you and talking with you. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.